Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpocha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Just a quick note of explanation before we begin our reading for today. In Matthew 4.4, Yeshua said these words, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Taking in the word of God every day is life to our spirit and health to our bones. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days that there would be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8.11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is 20 minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation. Today we finish up the Torah portion for Breshit. Genesis 5, 25-6, 8 When Methuselah was 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. After the birth of Lamech, Methuselah lived another 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Methuselah lived 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech was 182 years old, he became the father of a son. Lamech named his son Noah, for he said, May he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived another 595 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Lamech lived 777 years, and then he died. By the time Noah was 500 years old, he was the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. A World Gone Wrong Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and the daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. 
In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilim lived on the earth, for whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. Jeremiah 49:23-50:46 A message about Damascus This message was given concerning Damascus This is what the Lord says The towns of Hamath and Arpad are struck with fear for they have heard the news of their destruction Their hearts are troubled like a wild sea in a raging storm Damascus has become feeble and all her people turn to flee Fear, anguish, and pain have gripped her as they grip a woman in labor. That famous city, a city of joy, will be forsaken. Her young men will fall in the streets and die. Her soldiers will all be killed, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot. And I will set fire to the walls of Damascus that will burn up the palaces of Ben-Hadad. A message about Kedar and Hazor. This message was given concerning Kedar and the kingdoms of Hazor, which were attacked by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. This is what the Lord says, Advance against Kedar. Destroy the warriors from the east. Their flocks and tents will be captured, and their household goods and camels will be taken away. Everywhere shouts of panic will be heard. We are terrorized at every turn. Run for your lives, says the Lord. Hide yourselves in deep caves, you people of Hazor, for King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has plotted against you and is preparing to destroy you. Go up and attack that complacent nation, says the Lord. Its people live alone in the desert without walls or gates. Their camels and other livestock will all be yours. I will scatter to the winds these people who live in remote places. I will bring calamity upon them from every direction, says the Lord. Hazor will be inhabited by jackals, and it will be desolate forever. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. A message about Elam. This message concerning Elam came to the prophet Jeremiah from the Lord at the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. I will destroy the archers of Elam, the best of their forces. I will bring enemies from all directions, and I will scatter the people of Elam to the four winds. They will be exiled to countries around the world. I myself will go with Elam's enemies to shatter it. In my fierce anger, I will bring great disaster upon the people of Elam, says the Lord. Their enemies will chase them with the sword until I have destroyed them completely. I will set my throne in Elam, says the Lord, and I will destroy its king and officials. But I will restore the fortunes of Elam in days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. 
Jeremiah 50, 1-46 A Message About Babylon The Lord gave Jeremiah the prophet this message concerning Babylon and the land of the Babylonians. This is what the Lord says, Tell the whole world and keep nothing back. Raise a signal flag to tell everyone that Babylon will fall. Her images and idols will be shattered. Her gods, Bel and Marduk, will be utterly disgraced. For a nation will attack her from the north and bring such destruction that no one will live there again. Everything will be gone. Both people and animals will flee. Hope for Israel and Judah. In those coming days, says the Lord, the people of Israel will return home together with the people of Judah. They will come weeping and seeking the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Jerusalem and will start back home again. They will bind themselves to the Lord with an eternal covenant that will never be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and turned them loose in the mountains. They have lost their way and can't remember how to get back to the sheepfold. All who found them devoured them. Their enemies said, We did nothing wrong in attacking them, for they sinned against the Lord, their true place of rest, and the hope of their ancestors. But now flee from Babylon. Leave the land of the Babylonians. Like male goats at the head of the flock, lead my people home again. For I am raising up an army of great nations from the north. They will join forces to attack Babylon, and she will be captured. The enemy's arrows will go straight to the mark. They will not miss. Babylonia will be looted until the attackers are glutted with loot. I, the Lord, have spoken. Babylon's sure fall. You rejoice and are glad, you who plundered my chosen people. You frisk about like a calf in a meadow and neigh like a stallion. But your homeland will be overwhelmed with shame and disgrace. You will become the least of nations, a wilderness, a dry and desolate land. Because of the Lord's anger, Babylon will become a deserted wasteland. All who pass by will be horrified and will gasp at the destruction they see there. Yes, prepare to attack Babylon, all you surrounding nations. Let your archers shoot at her, spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout war cries against her from every side. Look, she surrenders, her walls have fallen. It is the Lord's vengeance, so take vengeance on her. Do to her as she has done to others. Take from Babylon all those who plant crops. Send all the harvesters away. Because of the sword of the enemy, everyone will run away and rush back to their own lands. Hope for God's people. The Israelites are like sheep that have been scattered by lions. First, the king of Assyria ate them up. Then, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon cracked their bones. Therefore, This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Now I will punish the king of Babylon and his land, just as I punished the king of Assyria. And I will bring Israel home again to its own land to feed in the fields of Carmel and Bashan and to be satisfied once more in the hill country of Ephraim and Gilead. 
In those days, says the Lord, no sin will be found in Israel or in Judah, for I will forgive the remnant I preserve. The Lord's Judgment on Babylon Go up, my warriors, against the land of Merathaim and against the people of Pekod. Pursue, kill, and completely destroy them, as I have commanded you, says the Lord. Let the battle cry be heard in the land, a shout of great destruction. Babylon, the mightiest hammer in all the earth, lies broken and shattered. Babylon is desolate among the nations. Listen, Babylon, for I have set a trap for you. You are caught, for you have fought against the Lord. The Lord has opened his armory and brought out weapons to vent his fury. The terror that falls upon the Babylonians will be the work of the sovereign Lord of heaven's armies. Yes, come against her from distant lands. Break open her granaries. Crush her walls and houses into heaps of rubble. Destroy her completely and leave nothing. Destroy even her young bulls. It will be terrible for them too. Slaughter them all, for Babylon's day of reckoning has come. Listen to the people who have escaped from Babylon as they tell in Jerusalem how the Lord our God has taken vengeance against those who destroyed his temple. Send out a call for archers to come to Babylon. Surround the city so none can escape. Do to her as she has done to others. For she has defied the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Her young men will fall in the streets and die. Her soldiers will all be killed, says the Lord. See, I am your enemy, you arrogant people, says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. Your day of reckoning has arrived, the day when I will punish you. O land of arrogance, you will stumble and fall, and no one will raise you up. For I will light a fire in the cities of Babylon that will burn up everything around them. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. The people of Israel and Judah have been wronged. Their captors hold them and refuse to let them go. But the one who redeems them is strong. His name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. He will defend them and give them rest again in Israel. But for the people of Babylon there will be no rest. The sword of destruction will strike the Babylonians, says the Lord. It will strike the people of Babylon, her officials and wise men, too. The sword will strike her wise counselors, and they will become fools. The sword will strike her mightiest warriors, and panic will seize them. The sword will strike her horses and chariots and her allies from other lands, and they will all become like women. The sword will strike her treasures and they will all be plundered. The sword will even strike her water supply, causing it to dry up. And why? Because the whole land is filled with idols, and the people are madly in love. Soon Babylon will be inhabited by desert animals and hyenas. It will be a home for owls. Never again will people live there. It will lie desolate forever. I will destroy it as I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, says the Lord. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. Look, 
A great army is coming from the north. A great nation and many kings are rising against you from far off lands. They are armed with bows and spears. They are cruel and show no mercy. As they ride forward on horses, they sound like a roaring sea. They are coming in battle formation, planning to destroy you, Babylon. The king of Babylon has heard reports about the enemy, and he is weak with fright. Pangs of anguish have gripped him like those of a woman in labor. I will come like a lion from the thickets of the Jordan, leaping on the sheep in the pasture. I will chase Babylon from its land, and I will appoint the leader of my choice for who is like me and who can challenge me. What ruler can oppose my will? Listen to the Lord's plans against Babylon and the land of the Babylonians. Even the little children will be dragged off like sheep, and their homes will be destroyed. The earth will shake with the shout, Babylon has been taken, and its cry of despair will be heard around the world. Titus 1, 1 1-16 This letter is from Paul a slave of God and an apostle of Yeshua. I have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised them before the world began. And now, at just the right time, he has revealed this message, which we announce to everyone. It is by the command of God our Savior that I have been entrusted with this work for him. I am writing to Titus, my true son in the faith, that we share. May God the Father and Yeshua our Savior give you grace and peace. I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. An elder must live a blameless life. He must be faithful to his wife and his children and must be believers who don't have a reputation for being wild or rebellious. A church leader is a manager of God's household, so he must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. He must not be a heavy drinker, violent, or dishonest with money. Rather, he must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just, He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message he has taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with wholesome teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. For there are many rebellious people who engage in useless talk and deceive others. This is especially true of those who insist on circumcision for salvation. They must be silenced because they are turning whole families away from the truth by their false teaching. And they do it only for money. Even one of their own men, a prophet from Crete, has said about them, The people of Crete are all liars and cruel animals and lazy gluttons. This is true. So reprimand them sternly to make them strong in the faith. They must stop listening to Jewish myths and the commands of people who have turned away from the truth. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving because their minds and consciences are corrupted. Such people claim they know God, but they deny Him by the way they live. They are detestable 
and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. Psalm 97.1-98.9 The Lord is King, let the earth rejoice, let the farthest coastlands be glad. Dark clouds surround him, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire spreads ahead of him and burns up all his foes. His lightning flashes out across the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness. Every nation sees his glory. Those who worship idols are disgraced. All who brag about their worthless gods, for every god must bow to him. Jerusalem has heard and rejoiced, and all the towns of Judah are glad because of your justice, O Lord. For you, O Lord, are supreme over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He protects the lives of his godly people and rescues them from the power of the wicked. Light shines on the godly and joy on those whose hearts are right. May all who are godly rejoice in the Lord and praise His holy name. Sing a new song to the Lord, for He has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown His saving power. The Lord has announced His victory and has revealed His righteousness to every nation. He has remembered His promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Break out in praise and sing for joy. Sing your praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the melodious song, with trumpets and the sound of the ram's horn. Make a joyful symphony before the Lord, the King. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the earth and all living things join in. Let the rivers clap their hands in glee. Let the hills sing out their songs of joy before the Lord. For the Lord is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with fairness. Proverbs 26, 13-16 The lazy person claims there's a lion on the road. Yes, I'm sure there's a lion out there. As a door swings back and forth on its hinges, so the lazy person turns over in bed. Lazy people take food in their hand, but don't even lift it to their mouth. Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. I want to speak to you today from Jeremiah chapter 49 and Jeremiah chapter 50. Jeremiah chapter 49, the whole chapter, most of it, is giving a prophecy about Ammon and the ultimate destruction of Adam, Ammon. Also, uh, this chapter is giving a prophecy about the destruction of Edom, which we talked about yesterday. And then the last part of the chapter is talking about Kedar and Hazor. And then the very last part from Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 34 to the end of the chapter is a message about Elam. That's what I want to zoom in on, Elam. Who or what is Elam? Ancient Elam is modern day Iran. This is very timely and very relevant. Something about Iran is in the news just about every day. 
And Iran has boasted that they plan to wipe Israel off the map. And they've recently said this is no longer a pipe dream, that they have the means and the capability to literally wipe Israel off the map. The leader of Hezbollah in Lebanon has also said, we now have the means and the capability to utterly destroy Israel. So this prophecy about Elam is a message for Iran. And basically it's saying in this part of Jeremiah chapter 49 that God is going to deal with Iran and destroy her. Let's read verse 37. I myself will go with Elam's enemies to shatter it. In my fierce anger, I will bring great disaster upon the people of Elam, says the Lord. Their enemies will chase them with the sword until I have destroyed them completely. And it goes on to say, the Lord says, I will set up my throne in Elam, says the Lord, and I will destroy its king and officials. But then there's hope. The very last verse, but I will just restore the fortunes of Elam in days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. Now, Iran is going to be the hammer of judgment that God uses to take down another nation called Babylon. So there was an ancient historical Babylon that literally existed in modern day, what is now modern day Iraq and In ancient history, in 586 BC, Jerusalem was attacked and burned and destroyed and the temple was destroyed and the Jewish people were either slaughtered and killed or taken away into captivity to Babylon. But there is now a modern Babylon system today and it has many tentacles. Some of the tentacles include a financial Babylon with the money masters that pull the strings And there's uh, a political Babylon that has been completely infiltrated by the deep state with their uh, minions in the State Department, in the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security, throughout government. But there's also a spiritual Babylon. And the spiritual Babylon, I believe, is the United States of America. And the end of days daughter of Babylon nation is what is going to be destroyed. She is the hindermost. And the hindermost means the youngest. She's surrounded by many waters. The United States is surrounded by the Pacific on one coast and on the Atlantic on the other coast. She is the hammer of military might throughout the world. That is how she is described. And um, so these are some of the characteristics of Babylon. What's going to happen to Babylon? God is going to utterly destroy her. Why? Because even though Trump has great aspirations to try to drain the swamp and expose all the swamp monsters and the alligators that are in Washington, D.C., the level and degree of infiltration of the Babylonian system has been so thorough, so complete, and it's so entrenched in our media in our economy, in our politics, that really the only one who can take Babylon down is God himself. She must be judged because she's gotten drunk on the wine of her whores and harlotries. She literally drinks the blood 
of the unborn babies at the altar called abortion and the altar called inconvenience. And she's brought in all kinds of sexual immorality and crookedness and perverseness <clears throat> that it goes against the Torah. And so the Lord is going to deal with Babylon. In Jeremiah chapter 50, verses 4 and 5, we see what will God's people be doing when the judgment against Babylon begins. There's hope for Israel and Judah. This is talking to northern kingdom and southern kingdom. In verses 4 and 5 it is written, In those coming days, says Yahweh, the people of Israel, that is northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, will return home together with the people of Judah, that is southern kingdom, or the Jews. They will come weeping and seeking the Lord their God. That is, they will be repenting, repenting for their idolatry, for their sin, for their rebellion, for their turning away from Torah. And when they repent, they will be returning to the Torah. Verse 5, they will ask the way to Jerusalem and will start back home again. They will bind themselves to the Lord with an eternal covenant that will never be forgotten. What is that eternal covenant? Beloved, I believe that eternal covenant is basically what God gave to Moses at Mount Sinai. It was um, the Ten Commandments and all of the commands and statutes and decrees. It's basically, it's the following the Torah. That what that was, when Yeshua gave the Ten Commandments to Moses at Mount Sinai, that was a ketubah. It was a marriage covenant. Basically, Yeshua was saying to his bride, will you marry me? And when the people said, yes, we will obey, they were basically saying, yes, I do. We will marry you. It was a marriage covenant. And so this covenant in verse 5 of Jeremiah chapter 50, it's it's returning to the Torah, returning to following the Torah, and it's stepping into an eternal marriage covenant with Yeshua that will never be forgotten. Continuing on in Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 14 and 15. Yes, prepare to attack Babylon, all you surrounding nations. Let your archers shoot at her, spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Verse 15. Shout war cries against her from every side. Look, she surrenders. Her walls have fallen. It is the Lord's vengeance so take vengeance on her. Do to her as she has done to others. So there's going to be war cries from every side. That means how I read that is the military attack will happen on both the Pacific coast and the Atlantic coast. Let your archer shoot at her. To me, that sounds to me like ICBM missiles. Spare no arrows, spare no missiles, for she has sinned against the Lord. And do to her as she has done to others. That's a Torah concept, measure for measure. It's sowing and reaping. What you have sown, you will reap. If you have exploited and oppressed and stolen and gambled away the nation's wealth through Wall Street shenanigans, um, then all the things that have been sown will come right back on the head of the people who've done those things. So continuing on in Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 23, 
it is written, Babylon, the mightiest hammer in all the earth, lies broken and shattered. Babylon is desolate among the nations. To me, that's another clue as to the identity of this end of days daughter of Babylon nation. The mightiest hammer in all the earth. What nation in all the earth has the mightiest military? with the greatest prowess and power, with the greatest air force and arm, uh, army and navy, that would be the United States of America. We are the ones that manufacture the weapons and export them and sell them to other nations. Continuing on, chapter 50, verse 38. This goes to why the Lord is going to judge her. And take this nation down. The sword will even strike her water supply. Causing it to dry up. And why? Because the whole land is filled with idols. And the people are madly in love with them. The materialism of Wall Street. The materialism at all of the modern day malls. In modern suburbs and big cities in California. Where you drop You shop until you drop. All of that idolatry, the love of money, the love of uh, things, materialism, all of that, that's a a love for idols that the people are madly in love with them and God is going to deal with it. This is why. And so, Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 42 Actually, verse 40, let's go there. I will destroy it as the de- I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, says the Lord. No one will live there. No one will inhabit it. So back in the time of Abraham and Lot, Lot lived in the uh, city of Sodom and Gomorrah was a neighboring city and it was filled with wickedness. It wasn't just about that men wanted to have sex with other men. It was just, it was a very wicked place. Widows were oppressed. Orphans were not taken care of. The, the corruption and the graph and, and the wickedness, the uh, extremes of sexual depravity were just so extreme, so wicked that if it came all the way up to heaven, the Lord sent a couple of angels down to go and investigate, to look at the facts, to see, is it really as bad as what I'm hearing from the cries? And when they investigated, the angel said, oh, yes, it's that bad. And then God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with what? Fire and brimstone. So now we have a nation that is likened unto Sodom and Gomorrah. The Babylon nation, where gay marriage has been legalized as the law of the land in all 50 states, where transgenderism is on the rise, and a Christian doctor in the UK was recently fired because he refused to use transgender neutral terms for the birth of a baby. And he understands that... When, when a baby is born, it has a certain sex, that that's the way God made that baby. It's either a boy or a girl. And because he refused to use transgender neutral terms, he was fired. This is the beginning of persecution. And actually the persecution has been going on for some time. It's just ratcheting up. So God said he's going to destroy it as he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now will it be fire and brimstone from heaven? 
supernatural, the way Sodom and Gomorrah historically were destroyed, or will it be destroyed through ICBM nuclear missiles? It'll be destroyed by fire, most certainly. And verse 42. Who are the people that are going to be invading the spiritual Babylon end of days nation? It's a consortium of nations, a cluster of nations from the north. And there are some verses that help to identify. There's a verse that talks about how it's Persia. Persia is the tip of the spear. Well, Persia, ancient Persia, Persia is modern day Iran. I also believe it will be Persia along with Russia and China, those three nations. And why are they doing this? Why are they judging Babylon and attacking America militarily? Because they're pushing back against the new world order globalists. They don't want to play ball with them. They don't want to be a part of the new world order globalist game that's being played. And so they're going to push back against the United States of America because that's the heart That's the core of where the globalism is coming from, from Wall Street, from New York and D.C. Um, So Jeremiah 50, verse 42, they are armed with bows and spears. They are cruel and show no mercy as they ride forward on horses. They sound like a roaring sea. They are coming in battle formation, planning to destroy you, Babylon. So another verse, verse 43, the king of Babylon has heard reports about the enemy and he is weak with fright. Pangs of anguish have gripped him like those of a woman in labor. Now we've heard those terms before. That's code that connects back to Jeremiah chapter 30 and 31, where it's talking about the time known as Jacob's trouble. And that's the final three and a half year tribulation period. It's the beginning of the day of the Lord. And it starts in darkness. So um, pangs of anguish, um, that's code that connects that to the time known as Jacob's trouble. So the enemy is going to destroy Babylon. But while Babylon is being taken down, Israel will rise. So that's the hope. Yeshua is going to arrive on the scene. He's going to begin to ingather the exiles of Israel and Judah throughout all the nations where they have been scattered. And he's going to gather them and lead them on a journey home, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. It's going to be a replay of when the Hebrews left Egypt. But instead of just leaving one place, The exiles who were scattered to all the nations of the earth will be ingathered and led cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. So when you begin to see Babylon fall, take heart and take comfort that Yeshua, in the midst of that, in the midst of these birth pangs of war, he's going to arrive on the scene and ingather his exiles and Israel will rise as Babylon falls. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've shown us ahead of time what's coming, that we will not be surprised, we will not be taken aback, that you've shown us ahead of time the fall of Babylon and what it's going to look like and who's going to be the perpetrators and that you have an escape plan. You have a good plan, a redemption plan for your remnant people who are paying attention, who are listening, who are following Yeshua and following his Torah. 
We thank you, Father, for your good plan to redeem your people, to restore them to the land, that as we embrace you and your word and your covenants and your Torah, that you will restore us to the land. We thank you for that awesome, awesome plan that you have. Father, we trust you. We will not fear. We trust you. We thank you that you are righteous and you are just. And you will be taking down the evil Babylon system and the evil end of days Babylon nation that has entrenched itself with all of its tentacles in the nation of America. We thank you that you are going to deal with it and address it and take care of it and that you are perfectly just and true to judge in your way and in your time. We thank you that you are long-suffering, that you are patient, that you don't want anyone to perish, but for all to come into eternal life. And so you wait patiently for all to come to you. We thank you, Father. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.